and welcome to Cheap Wave number 16 on the Game Wave podcast. My name's Joe. And I'm James, aka Cheap Shot. Yes. And this is our first show since October. So, come in, Masai. We've, uh, we've been naughty again and left it very long. Yeah. What the hell happened? Well, Christmas, New Year. You yeah. were traveling, weren't you? We were, oh yeah, that's right. I was traveling at the end of uh, start of November. Yeah, start of November, and then November went, and December came, and it was Christmas time, and then New Year's. So, oh well. Yeah, and you, you came home, didn't you? But we, we were going to meet up, but then it just didn't work, work out. Yeah, I went back to the UK for about ten days, and I planned to meet up with Joe and a uh, friend of the show Harley, but just yeah. visiting relatives, relatives and stuff just didn't work out. Yeah. Family first, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Never mind. Anyway, uh, the yeah. track you just heard there was by Narside or Narcade. Even oh, sorry, I'd say I'd say Narcade. Yeah, yeah Narcade. And the track's called Fudge Popsicles from an EP that reminds of reminds him of good times with his grandma. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, definitely reminds me of. TTB and Ethanol and that kind of style. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good good EP. Uh, so if you like that, go and check it out. We'll have it in the show notes. Yep, and we have got plenty of music coming up on the show. I think we've got another 15 tracks, so it's going to be a bit of a beast today. And aside from that, we've got all the usual stuff, listener feedback, we got some show and tour news, we've got uh, the Kyononi Hongo, so yep, 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 Japanese, yep. Japanese segment. Super so, easy one this time, hey Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But useful, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's easy for us to come up with something in January. Yeah, yeah. We didn't true. have to think very much about, oh, what should we talk about in terms of Japanese this time? Because, uh, anyway, you, you'll hear later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, next track coming up is one you picked. And I listened to um, bits from this release. It's really good, actually. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a rare nano loop release in the wild. So yeah, this is a track by Monotony, and the track's called "Fated to Be Faded."
Hey, what's up? This is Sarah Pulse, and you're listening to the Game With Podcast.
Okay, you just heard two tracks there. The first was by Monotony called Fated to be Faded. And the second track was by Monodia. And that was featuring Megaran with a track called The Reckoning. Uh, super bass heavy, uh, deep LSDJ track that only Monodia can do. Awesome track. Yeah, reminds me of like Run the Jewels or something like that. Yeah, Sounds cracking cool. stuff, man. Two mono tracks in a row. You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> okay, now it's time to get into the listener feedback section. And we had, we, we checked the, the UK store and the US stores for the, uh, the five star reviews that we need to keep our, ourselves and our families going. And it looks like the US won again with another review by Artificial. That man's on fire. He's actually, uh-huh. yeah. he's, the, he's our sole patron. <laughs> That's right, he's single-handedly supporting us. The best source for chiptune action power, five stars. Another episode so soon again. Did you get a new microphone? Lots of great multi-genre chiptune video game related tracks, not to mention news on events and upcoming releases and podcast recommendations. I can't wait for the mega blowout Christmas end of the year Neko Kaiju battle episode. Yeah, so we didn't fulfill that at all. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, just didn't happen, did it? But did, did you get a new mic? You did, didn't you? Not in October. I think I'd had it before no. October. Yeah, yeah. This mic that we're anyway. using now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely haven't got a new mic, as you might be able to tell. <laughs> well, thanks but for yeah. the review, dude. Yeah, thanks, Artificial. Really appreciate that. If you want to leave us a five-star review then head on over to our page. Just search the GameWave podcast on the iTunes store and you can rate us and leave us a review and it's very much appreciated. Mm. And we will be playing a track by Artificial later on in the show, some more kind of chip-hop type stuff. So definitely look out for that later on. For sure, yeah, just get, get in touch. We are extremely low-maintenance dudes. If you want to <laughs> have a shout-out on the show, just say... Hey, Cheap Shot, can you just say my name on the show? Yep, done. Yep, yep. So you can tweet me. I'm at Joe Gameway. And I'm at Cheap Shot. Or just find us, find the Facebook page and message that as well. We did actually have a couple of Facebook messages from artists. So I'm going to give a quick shout out to now. So That's how easy it is, guys. That's how easy it is. <laughs> yeah, the first one is from a guy called the Emu. And his Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash the 3MU. It looks like Emu. And this guy makes cool pixel art kind of flash animation videos. I don't know if it's flash, but it looks a bit like that. You know, um, along with some nice chip tune in the background. So if you're into your pixel art or just watching cool videos, then head on over to his page and, and check those out. And then we also got uh, a message from Pokerface, who is an artist who I wasn't aware of before he messaged, but thanks for getting in touch. He released an album on Shark People Records, which is a newish record label, but they seem to be putting out quite a few releases at the moment. This was released all the way back in August, actually, last year. But um, yeah, we're going to play a track from this. It's by Pokerface. The EP is called Pokerface, and the track is called North. East Meowth West. 
And you're listening to the Game Wave podcast. In French. Either. Okay. Let's get one each. Okay, I'm gonna do it in English, do it in, in French. Hello, this is Pen Perdue, and you're listening to the Game Wave podcast. Bonjour, c'est Pen Perdue. Vous écoutez le Game Wave podcast.
Okay, two tracks in a row there. The first one was by Pokerface, and the second was the um, a track by Anamanaguchi. First time we've played them in a while, but they were the first ever track on um, Game Wave Podcast Episode 1. Is and that right? Just... Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, definitely. Did and that, that was when they were just, you know, small time band on 8-bit people. Look at them now. <laughs> But that, that first album was actually astonishing, though. Really, really, really good. Power Supply. Uh, Power Supply, yes. Yeah, yes. of course. Absolute classic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that track we just played there, quite different from Power Supply. Still Anna Managuchi, though. <laughs> yep. But it, it, was, it was called Rush. And that comes from Anna Managuchi's latest release, I guess. I don't think it's available to, to even download or buy, but you can definitely stream it on Spotify or Apple Music. Interesting. And yeah, it's um, the soundtrack to Capsule Silence 24. Now, now, which... now, what on earth is Capsule Silence 24? It sounds like <laughs> a game. It is a game. Yeah, it's um, quite a complex story to unravel. And I'm not intimately familiar with it, but we can do our best to kind of summarize. Yeah, yeah. From, so, go on, you, you you go for it, mate. Well, I mean, it, it was about a year ago, or more than a year ago, wasn't it? That I think it was 2016. It, yeah, yeah. That kind of, it all happened, and from what I can tell, basically, Anna Managuchi um, kind of they got tired of just releasing music in the standard way and they just wanted to do something a little different. So what they did is hooked up with this indie game developer and put a game together and then kind of created this fake um, story about how the game was going to be released and and then they created a fake beef with the developer on Twitter and then the game came out and if you went to a certain part of the game you could find the Anamanaguchi tracks and they're meant to be like hidden music essentially for the fans to find it was quite quite complicated <laughs> yeah that's uh, my take yeah exactly I think it, it just smacks uh, of an, an ARG an alternate reality game maybe they got uh, interested in the whole the whole genre of ARG and how it kind of died out and then they tried to, to take it over and bring it back into the twenty. 21st century or whatever but um yeah it was very interesting that this whole orchestrated beef with a, a fake imaginary uh, developer and then mm. basically what fans did i think it was fans anyway they looked into the website for this for this game and and they f- they managed to retrace it back so that they found out that the owner of the website it was actually registered to uh, the lead singer of the band. So, you know, it just stinks of alternate reality gaming. And it's a very ingenious kind of, you know, way to release an album. And I think they did well to do that. But I think there's been some backlash. Like, people didn't get it. Yeah, it was quite complicated, maybe even convoluted, you could say. But, you know, fair play. Absolutely, yeah, fair play to them. When you're an artist, it does get to a point where you just get bored of releasing music in the same way, I guess, and mm. do it like this is kind of cool. I will say, it's kind of quite hard. Like, I, 
I, I really had to do some digging to find out about this release. It wasn't like it was announced in a lot of places or anything. But um, that's what I mean. I mean, it, it, it was announced in the way that it was kind of a conspiracy theory. That that was mm. the announcement. Yeah. But anyway, if, if you want to check it out, I mean, have a Google for Capsule Silence 24 by Anna Maniguchi. There's a lot of music and, you know, it's, it's the Anna Maniguchi stuff and it's always great. So if you've got Spotify, then you can listen on that or Apple Music or on YouTube as well somewhere. Yep. There you go. Okay, and coming up now, we've got two more tracks. The first one is by an artist called Blue Navi, and this was released on the Tracked Net label, which is run by Purely Grey, based in Russia, St. Petersburg. This is from a release called Cafe Zone Plus 003, and this is a track called Diamonds.
This is Laserbeat. You're listening to the Game Wave podcast. <laughs> One more. a track by Bleeds and we're big fans of Bleeds here on the Game Wave podcast that track was called Amnesia and it's a collaboration between him and another artist called Jorge really cool stuff yep 
that uh, bleeds. Speaking of bleeds, let's jump into the news section. Yeah. Uh, news. So the first thing on the agenda today is Square Sounds Melbourne, and that is coming up at the kind of end of February in Melbourne, of course. And we have the the full lineup now, and I'll read that out really quickly. It's Makeup and Vanity Set, uh, Disaster Radio, Rob Octopus, Chippocrit, Alex Lane, God in Pants, They Them, Aqualex, Calavera, Chipzel, Bleeds, uh, Robot Prince, uh, Battery, Classic Mistake, Teledildonics, oops, <laughs> and Captive Raptors. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, the artist Teledildonics. If you search for them on SoundCloud, there is an artist called Teledildonics, and mm. the the last track that they released was four years ago. So I was right. like, I was like, what the hell? Who are the Square Sounds Melbourne team? What are they even thinking? Like, who who is this guy from four years ago that I have no idea about? Mm-hmm. And apparently, that's not the same Teledildonics. All right. So Teledildonics is um, a collaboration between Rob Seladux. So anyway, okay. it's it's Rob, Rob, and then Alex Yaz, uh, Yabsley. Right, right. Uh, th- it's those two together. They came up with this name Teledildonics. But if you search for it, there's actually somebody already with the same name. I was just that's I was just, like a really random name. I know. I know. I was confounded. I was just looking at at uh, the SoundCloud and I was like, "What? You booked these guys?" And I was like, "No, that's not the same guy." I was like, "What do you mean it's not the same guy? As if they've got the same name?" Uh, wow. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's the first piece of news. So yeah, Square Sounds Melbourne, February. If you are in Australia or if you want to go to Australia. Now is your chance because Square Sounds Melbourne uh, 2018 is going to be the last for a while. They're going to have a, a yeah. hiatus. For who knows how long. Or maybe you do. Well, hopefully just for a year. But who yeah. knows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news is... Please Lose Battle, who was released on both of our labels, actually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. They are doing a mini Euro tour during February. So if you are in Europe and you like rock and chip and incredible visuals, then you should go and check these guys out. They're playing in France, Belgium, and I think Germany. And they have Mm. uh, some tour dates on their Facebook page. Yeah, no UK this time. It was mentioned, but not this time. Uh, If you are still not convinced then you should go because they have literally they're touring in a bus with nine monitors the band plus <laughs> nine monitors their whole um aesthetic this time is it's like monitors crying and singing and stuff like that so <laughs> yeah i love that <laughs> if Great you're into that values. yeah i mean I, I was actually thinking of going with them but i've got a wedding to attend in march it was either like the wedding or Please lose, please lose battle tour. <laughs> I, I, I had to go for the wedding, unfortunately. Sorry, I can't come to your wedding. I'm going on tour in France with these guys. <laughs> nine monitors. <laughs> I think they'd probably forgive me if I said that, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I was going to say the little scale thing. Yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, I saw this because little scale 
posted about it on his Facebook feed. Um, but then I started seeing it just pop up in loads of other places. Like completely random, unconnected friends were also posting about it. You know, people who were nothing to do with the chip tune scene. And basically, what happened is little scale. <laughs> but was it like an, a five-hour long? I think it was even ten like, hours, wasn't it? Like just super duper long. Ten hours of just pure white noise. On put it up on YouTube, and then he started getting copyright strikes. So. <laughs> Like record labels and things claiming that he'd like used their audio. <laughs> Obviously he hadn't. But it became quite a scandal on some sites like Kotaku and things like that. It's just quite interesting. Yeah, very, very ridiculous. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> like who I don't know. So random. It kind of it kind of like it's kind of like a, I guess, a criticism of the way YouTube handles that stuff because there are a lot of people saying, you know, this just shows how completely just silly that system is that mm. companies can do that and, and, you know, campaign to have his video removed or whatever. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I guess it, it, I don't know about whether it really pokes fun at YouTube's algorithm, but I mean, I guess they have to send a takedown order like o- autonomously because mm-hmm. how, how how can they be in charge of like manually looking through takedown orders I guess it has to kind of go through first and then be repealed against I don't know I don't know yeah but I, yeah I think it just shows that the algorithms are not working mm-hmm. it just means that we are still in control of the computers then super intelligence hasn't overtaken us yet yeah Maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> it is a bloody good thing. <laughs> wow, this this conversation got really deep. <laughs> let's play some music. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the music then. And we've got a track from Animal Style. Um, Animal Style released a new EP. Oh, it's an album, really. There's, there's 12 tracks. Yep, yep, yep. Um, this was back in October. And it's actually up for Name Your Price download right now. So if you're quick, you might be able to, to grab it or, you know, chuck some money in. Because it is, as usual, from Animal Style, always great stuff. Took a different direction on this album. It's a lot more beat-driven, quite fast and frantic at times. But I, I love this stuff. And we're going to play a track called Refuter for you now. Thank you. 
Right, you just heard Animal Style with a track called Refuta and then Hide Your Tigers with a track called Artifacts. 
And that is yeah. the latest release on uh, Pterodactyl Squad, right? Yes. Not latest, uh, not latest, because... Yes, it is. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it wasn't very recent, but it is the most recent. Okay, okay. I was just thinking, well, since we've not like recorded anything since October, maybe that was not the latest, but... No, it is. It came out in November by Hygie Tigers. Release called Run From Reality. And as you could hear, it's like really thick, pumping LSDJ tracks. So... Yeah, a lot of people are into that. Good stuff. Awesome, mate. Awesome. And then I just want to quickly talk about something that I came across that came across on Motherboard, the device um, news website about games and computers and stuff like that. Um, because back in the day, and probably still now actually, but more so back in the day, when you used to Google GameWave, maybe you were looking for the podcast. You're definitely looking what, you, for the podcast. You you wouldn't have been looking for this. <laughs> I'd like to think so. I'd like to think the GameWave podcast has been, I don't know, had more of a cultural impact than this this machine. But honestly, what used to come up is the GameWave console, which was like, the, I think it was Canada's only video game console. The only video game console that was ever made in Canada. Yeah. And... You know, motherboard have called it a failed video game console, and it it, it was. It, as, <laughs> what as, do you mean? Hang on, Joe. What do you mean, motherboard have called it a? Was it a success? A motherboard well, wrong? <laughs> no, I think they were right. <laughs> um, yeah, they were definitely right. I mean, it is more like a glorified kind of DVD quiz type <laughs> console, really, isn't it? Than anything. Hmm, from what I can tell, I don't actually own a Game <laughs> console. No, unfortunately. I don't think but yeah, it's an interesting little video, quite entertaining. Uh, one of the motherboard presenters go, goes and visits this guy in Canada who's got a Game Wave, and they have a little play on some of the games. And there was a lot. Apparently, there was a lot of Christian kind of games and things like that on it, which I thought yeah, was quite from, funny. from from. From the motherboard article, it seems that Christians got behind it, and so <laughs> the the developers kind of marketed marketed it towards them. And there's these random quiz games with vegetables, and then there was a world tour or something. Yeah, have you heard of VeggieTales? Oh no, is that does that exist outside of the Canadian Game Wave console? Yes. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, I, I was. My dad, my dad was a priest. Have I ever told you that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Random trivia about Joe on this week's show. So I, I, I was kind of. I used to go have to go to church when I was a kid, and I know what vegetables is. It's oh, like. Oh, I thought. Uh, sorry, can I just before you say that? So I read this article about Christians and stuff, and then I saw this vegetables thing, and I was like, "Where's the link? Like, wh- wh- what is the link here?" And then you actually have the link. So, Joe, hit us up. Yeah, I guess maybe in America it might be more of a well-known thing, but maybe yeah. I don't know. It, it's basically like this animated TV show about vegetables <laughs> with Christian messages behind it, you know. And so, what's the aubergine really... doing? it's been that long all I remember is like a talking cucumber and a talking broccoli and they sing songs with like Christian values in them so I guess the game wave had a licensed game for VeggieTales there you go 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Unity through play. <laughs> Was that his catchphrase? Apparently, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, I, I will put the uh, the link to this video on Motherboard in the show notes. It, it's worth checking out for a quick laugh. <laughs> for a quick laugh. Fair enough. All right, <laughs> coming up next, we've got a track by uh, Petriform, and this is called Cinema. So check it out.
just heard Cinema by Petroform from his latest release. It's a 11-track release called Ultramarine. And yeah, really good stuff, as you heard there. And then you heard something from Truther, one of the aliases of Henry Homesweet. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that came from his new four-track EP. The track was called Astro Emerald. And yeah, obviously anything by Henry Homesweet always worth checking out. You can head on over to EssentialChip.com and download that release for free. Deal. <laughs> okay, so now it is time for Kyo no Nihongo, which is the, um, the Japanese segment of the show. Kyo no Nihongo. So at this point in the show, we, you know, Cheap Shot lives in Japan. I used to live in Japan. I'll be going back very shortly. So we like to teach the listeners a little about the Japanese language and some vocabulary, which might be useful. Absolutely. And this time of the year is very simple for us because there's lots of words related to the end of the year and the start of the new year that we can introduce here. Yeah, big deal in Japan. Big deal, yeah. Much more than Christmas. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, right? So, New Year's Eve in Japan, this is o misoka. O misoka. Yeah. And What does miso mean? What does the miso in that mean? The I miso. I think it means yeah. like something that's not happened before. Like it's unpre- right. unprecedented or something like that. Not, it's not miso soup, is it? Oh, no, no, no. It's nothing to do with, <laughs> it's nothing to do with miso no. soup. No, no. No, it's not. Big, big miso day. Big miso day, yeah. Uh, it's not yep. a joy. It's not a joy or kanji. If you want to go to that that deep in the podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I not think, one you see very often. I think miso. Uh, it means the last day of the month. The etymology of it, uh, I'm not okay. sure though. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, with the end of the year, we also have this idea of the bornen kai. Yeah. Uh, the kanji so that, for this is forget the yeah. year meeting <laughs> which tells you a lot about what people probably be doing at this party yep namely so, drinking yep 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 so the born enkai is end of year drink up it's, it's basically yeah. staff party yeah yeah and staff parties are quite a big deal really aren't they you know out here you have yeah, the born enkais sure. you saw betsu kais you can get kais yep 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 Going out drinking with um, your colleagues in Japanese companies is, uh, yeah, it's kind of something you have to do. <laughs> it's a duty. Yeah. And it is a lot of fun. Get to know people. It's, the, it's kind of one of the only times people really open up, isn't it, when they've had a few drinks and you're mm, mm. at the izakaya. Um, it's not on the list of words here, but you can uh, extend this to the idea of the budeko, which is the, the party where... Uh, being offensive doesn't count. Right. Interesting. Budeko, because in Japanese culture, you have to be very polite to your elders and blah, mm. blah, blah. So the idea of like a drinking party where you can just kick back and relax, a.k.a. a general Western party, <laughs> has a special name. Well, also, you know, after you have the, the first party of the night there's also like your nijikai isn't oh there? Like the, very the good second yes party of yeah the, uh, the sanjikai second party third party 
and, and then kind of the more you go on through the night like the, the smaller the group gets and the more hardcore like drinkers like are concentrated into one group and that's when things get pretty yeah the, the less you have to worry about social norms right yeah 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 and you end up you know before you know it it's 8am and you're you know sat in a karaoke booth with a three co-workers surrounded by empty bottles of beer <laughs> yeah so born in kai that's a big thing out here um yeah. in terms of uh, saying happy new year you are not going to live in a more annoying country than japan for saying happy <laughs> new year right joe that's true I have to greet my, uh, literally, I have to greet my uh, colleagues at work with, Agemashite omaretou gozaimasu. Kotoshi mo yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Like, can I not just say, Happy New Year, mate? <laughs> <laughs> and that literally means, congratulations, kind of, the new year has begun. Um, and then, Japanese people always like to say this, yoroshiku onegaishimasu, which literally means, kind of, treat me well, doesn't it? Hmm. Well, I look forward to working with you this year. Can you imagine walking into a call centre and <laughs> w- walking up to your colleague and saying, congratulations on starting a new year. I look forward to working you with you this year. You know. Yeah, it's just a level of formality you don't get in Western countries, isn't it? True, true. <laughs> or if you want to shorten it, which is kind of, I, I guess this came out of text messages, didn't it? But mm, I don't know the, the original, but yeah. Ake-ome is like the way to just take the first two kana from Akemashite and Omedeto. That's kind of very young person slang. A short way to say Happy New Year. Yep. I think that'll do as a joke, to be honest. What do you reckon? reckon. Yeah, mm. I think just just one more. The, uh, the Shinnin no Hofu. Oh, yeah. Shinnin no Hofu is uh, your New Year's resolution. I think this is very important and uh, not even in Japanese culture, but just generally. I'd, I'd like to know what Joe's got planned for the year. <laughs> um, I, I've got to be honest, I don't often make resolutions because I'm the kind of person who, if I want to change something, I just do it whenever it could yeah, be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Makes sense. But, yeah. I don't know. I just I like the general feel that everyone's trying to better themselves and improve themselves. And for some reason, I've definitely felt it more this year. I feel like everyone around me, myself included, is, is really making an effort. I don't know to eat better or mm-hmm. just be healthier, happier. You know, mm. it, it's good. It's, it's nice to see nice energy in the place. You're you're already a vegan, though, aren't you, Joe? Yeah. So I, I can't really go any further, can I? You can just stop <laughs> eating, no- I guess. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. My mum's my gone vegan for because have you heard about this Veganuary thing? Yeah, I think I saw it from your uh, Facebook posts. Yeah, so it's kind of this idea that you, you try it for January. And, um, you know, my mum's doing that and she seems really happy, so that's good to see. Cool, man. Cool. Well, How about what stop, about yourself? How about, no, I was just thinking about stop smoking spliff. Like. <laughs> Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest, I don't smoke spliffs anymore. It's all vaping, so... Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's yeah. a way around it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. Myself. Um, go on. Nothing really, because I, I never stick to them. You're already perfect, aren't you? That's the thing. That's, that's <laughs> far from it, mate. Far from it. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really. Just uh, start meditating more, maybe. You reckon? Yeah, I do reckon. Get a bit of clarity. Get a bit of peace of mind. Definitely. I think everyone's getting on it now, aren't they? Everyone's gradually moving in that direction. It's good to see. Looks like it, yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah. So, also just quickly want to mention, I'm coming to Japan, aren't I? In March, which I'm really looking forward to because my my band are playing some shows. Playing Nagoya, Osaka and Tokyo. Woohoo! And they're going to be travelling for 10 days before that, so I think we're going to have a meet-up, aren't we? Might even stay at yours. Kip yes, on the please, sofa. Pl- please do. Please come over. Yeah. I've never been to Ibaraki-ken, so... You're not you missing me much, but still. <laughs> I like going to the obscure places. I'm not a big fan of Tokyo, personally. Well, it's made for you then. To be yeah. honest, the city that I live in was rated number one easy-to-live city in Japan, 2017. Really? Yep, yep, yep. Oh, well, that's very promising. <laughs> Not saying that my house is easy, easy to live in with two <laughs> un, under seven-year-olds, but hey. Nah, nah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, um, I'm definitely going to chill in Osaka. I love Osaka. And I'm definitely going to go up to Aomori, snow country, ah, where I used to okay. live. I haven't been there since I left in 2011, so. Nice, nice. That'll be a real kick in the balls in the, 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 the sorry, the nostalgia balls. Definitely. Well, man, things like, you know, all the English signs at the uh, train station, I translated them and things like that. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, it's like, it will be very strange going back. Japan's not necessarily been a huge part of my life for the last few years, but obviously it was when I lived there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't you on TV people. as well? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, my, my friend asked me to send a, a link to... um to those to the video the other day i was on a a tv show which was made by tepco before the nuclear disaster um in and it was like a regional almori thing Uh and because they knew they were like just destroying the environment it was kind of they were trying to talk about and discuss environmental issues and they had foreign guests on every month so i went on once and talked about as an expert (laughs) as an expert in (laughs) recycling (laughs) Recycle is very important. Oh, man. It's so, so fake. Yeah. And, fake and news, like... mate. The original <laughs> hashtag fake news. The thing is, right, get this. It was a sitcom and there was a script and I had to learn this script. But the main actors were like this um, local comedian. And then obviously, because it was Japanese, there was like a, a Okama, a, a man dressed as a woman. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sat there in this sitcom talking to those two about recycling and then um, and then the nuclear disaster happened and then in the Tepco sitcom were like <laughs> no we are like oh, okay. I thought you meant you know, it I thought you meant I thought you meant it got really serious all of a sudden <laughs> no well no in real IRL the uh, you know Fukushima and all that yeah yeah, yeah. And, and then Tepco were like right screw this we haven't got time to be a to be making a TV show, the whole world hates us. So um, <laughs> just it just ended. So I was one of the last people to be on it. Amazing. And um, talking of Japanese TV shows, have you ever watched Terrace House? So my wife watch, watches it quite religiously because it's on Netflix, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Because I it, it came up on like UK Netflix, mm-hmm. and I, I thought, oh, this 
sounds interesting. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. And I got hooked, man. Okay, I so watched the whole thing. <laughs> so I think it's a semi semi reality TV show in Japan, right? They don't exist. Yeah. Reality TV is yeah. not a thing out here. And I think yeah. Terrace, How- Terrace House is probably the best it's going to get. I think you're right there. Yeah. But I do not think it's actually reality TV. I think it's not incredibly 100%. scripted. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's really, really well shot, actually. Uh, okay. So, and they, they go out to all these, you know, different locations and every shot is just absolutely beautiful. So there's obviously a lot of planning yeah, that goes yeah. into things it's not completely spontaneous it's basically it's a lot like big brother but the japanese take on it so far less trashy um and far more you know it's just slower and the relationships build and it, it, it's interesting you know especially if you're into the language it, it's a good way to learn a lot of colloquial stuff and things like that mm, I, I can see the appeal there yeah yeah i really can yeah yeah so i'm just waiting for the uh, the new series come out because i'll um, get my wife on the show again and you can you just talk to her (laughs) for 30 minutes in japanese about the characters and stuff so (laughs) you're not interested then no i've not watched it at all no i guess if you live in japan you're kind of surrounded by it anyway i'm not surrounded by terrace house but yes yeah uh, we're going to play some more music for you. Well, would you believe it? We're actually a music show. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so coming up now, we have a track from our release, which I really dig and I need to listen to more, actually. But the the whole vibe and the music is, is really cool. This is a release that came out on Cat School Records, which is the new label from Cat School Electronics, who you've been working with a bit haven't you? Lately? Yes, we'll On talk cheap. about that later, yep. Yep, well, this is a release by Seasoft, I guess, I don't know, it's C-Z-O-F-T, and it's a 15-track release called Stratocracy. We're going to play the first track from it, it's called Neo Tank. really cool, you know, heavy, dark, glitchy kind of stuff, I like it a lot, check it out.
this is Danimal Cannon. You're listening to the Game Wave podcast. <laughs>
you just heard two tracks in a row, both really cool bass heavy tracks. First one was Neo Tank by Seasoft, and then the second was Crowd Response by Artificial, who is the author of the five star review from earlier on. And that, that's a really nice track. I like that. Official patron. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Keep, keep in touch with us. Uh, jumping straight into what's going on with Cheap Beats right now. Uh, I guess we can add in what's happening with uh, Pterodactyl Squad as well. But uh, in terms yeah. of Cheap Beats, since October, we had quite a lot going on. Uh, we had a very big release in December, which was by an artist called The Dead. And he is a kind of Mega Drive producer, I guess. And he wanted to do physical carts for his release. And so we have a CD available and uh, carts available, and we'll be playing a track off his album straight after this. But to be honest, it, I feel like I'm running a Kickstarter right now because, <laughs> you know, we said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll ship the carts in January. It was kind of a pre-order situation, a pre-release mm. situation. Uh, so we've got all this money and all, and all the, this, the, the backing from the fans we're yet to send out the carts and it just it, every day I'm just like oh please God let this be the day that the carts arrive at his house <laughs> so that we can flash them and send them out to people but yeah hopefully yeah. We'll, we'll have them out by the end of February yeah I mean it probably does suck for you to be in that situation but I think people are usually okay to be patient and wait yeah it's the, it, it's the first time that I've, I've really had to do this kind of thing I honestly feel like uh, as Personally, backing lots and lots of board games on Kickstarter, I, I'm one of those people. Like, I don't care when it comes. I know it's going to come. Yeah, uh, exactly. And then I get these emails from Kickstarter saying, oh, we're really sorry, but we, you know, we've had this problem in China with the, the packages, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so I feel like I'm in the, the opposite side of the, yeah. the, the, situa- the stand, if you like. We mentioned Cat School Electronics. He's the guy who's working on the carts for you, isn't he? That's right, yeah, we collaborated with Catskull Electronics, who just, you know, we just heard a track from uh, Seasoft, which is Catskull Records. They're actually uh, branching out into releasing chiptune EPs and albums. And yeah, Catskull Electronics are very well known in the industry, well, at least in the scene, should I say, for producing high-quality uh, carts and chiptune-related items and yeah they worked with us to help get the dead's album on a mega drive cart so yeah thank you very much for that uh, also coming up on cheap beats we had a release the first release of this year is by an artist called off brand who was he actually released with us before under a different guise and he kind of grown up a bit and decided to change his name yeah, we'll be playing a track from that later, won't we? Yep, at the end of the month I have a release by a guy called Ten Four, and it's a bit rare for Cheap Beats, actually. It's kind of a, a virtual video game soundtrack, if that makes sense. It's like a video game yeah. soundtrack for a game that doesn't exist. Yeah, we've done plenty of them on Pterodactyl. That's coming up. Wow, there we go, you see. The pioneer there, Joe, Joe Gamer. <laughs> at the end of the month, that's coming up. And then in February, we have Laugh the Fox and yeah. uh, Classic Mistake, who is uh, a Nano Loop producer from Perth, oh, Australia. Australia. Yeah. Yes. And then March, nice, we're looking nice. at... 
I don't know yet, but maybe Rimdcraft. He's working on some stuff. Oh, cool. Oh, well, you've got far more going on than Pterodactyl Squad. We've got a few releases bubbling away, you know. Nothing imminent, but some cool releases coming. Do you know Do you know Frank Martin? I do know Frank Martin, yes. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to get his stuff over to me because we've been talking about it for ages. And that, you know, he, he did Dyad and he's done um, stuff under the name Heosphorus. Uh-huh, really cool, uh-huh, like yeah. heavy metal style, um, evil sounding chip tunes. So looking forward to that. That should be happening some point this year. With a Doom remix by Kurukuma. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's that's a really good show, actually. My um, our, our bassist in our band has just set up his studio. He's got um, like a, a studio now, and he's doing a lot of remixes and stuff. And kind of like not quite chip tune, but a lot of glitchy dubstep stuff. Man, he'd probably do a remix for it if I asked him. Yeah, do it. Yeah, man. But anyway, let's get back to playing a track from the dead. This is a prophecy of the hero, isn't it? From from the release you were just talking about. Really top quality release. Sega Mega Drive stuff. Great to hear.
Okay, you just heard two tracks. The first was by The Dead, and it's called Prophecy of the Hero. We mentioned this a lot. It's a Sega Mega Drive release, and you can buy carts for this album on Cheap Beats. The second track was by STU Stew, and the track was called Escape, and this is a, a, a long time coming Bleep Street release. So, yeah, very nice to see that one. Yeah, Stu, man, old school. We used to play him on the Game of podcast back in the day, but he's been around for yonks. Good Absolutely, yeah. He's, he came over to Japan as well for Square Sounds. I think it was actually Blip Tokyo back then, though. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Cool. Yeah, we're coming towards the end of Cheap Wave number 16 now. Just a couple of pieces of news that I want to mention quickly. Yeah, for, for fans of Earthbound, also known as Mother in Japan, um, there's a fan game called Mother 4, and the soundtrack for that game by Shane Mesa was recently released on the Game Chops fan camp page. Obviously, Mother Earthbound's got a very distinctive feel and a very distinctive soundtrack. I'm always interested in anything that kind of mimics that style, and we just haven't had time to play anything from it on, on the show today. But if you head on over to music.gamechops.com, you can you can download or stream the Mother 4 soundtrack. And then a Kickstarter project, which I also want to mention from a duo called Shrimps. They've released... I know them through Pterodactyl Squad. They, they released a track with us before. It's kind of really glitchy um, guitar and chiptune style stuff. And they're trying to fund their their latest album so that they can press it up on vinyl and they're nearly there to be honest they, um, they, they've got a goal of $3,000 and they're at currently as of recording 2500 so they only need $500 more to get them there um, maybe some of the Game of Podcast listeners are, are fans of Shrimps if you're not we'll put the link in the show notes if you like supporting cool things on Kickstarter especially to do with the chiptune scene then might be worth checking out and chucking a few dollars in and I think that's pretty much it, unless you've got anything else to say. As usual, you know, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Joe Gamewave. And I am at CheapShot. Yes, we have uh, the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Gamewave Podcast. Head on over, give us a like, and stay up to date with all our news and new episodes and everything like that. Yep. And I think that's a, that's a wrap, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, of course, we always appreciate those five-star reviews, very much so. And yeah, we're going to finish with a track by Off-Brand, which we were just talking about earlier. This is really good stuff. It's kind of like the evolution of chiptune, maybe. It's some, was it you that called it post-chiptune or something? <laughs> like yeah, I don't know if it was me, but it, it sounds about right, yeah? Yeah. So Off-Brand, a.k.a. originally Pixel Tune, this is his most vulnerable and out-there album that he's produced so far. The track's called Blank Verse. Check it out. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later.
that's just not right. Well, I could, I could do that. That's stupid too. Everything, no, nothing's working. Just go to the bridge. Ah, shit. 